0: Carter Osterhouse. What's up? <laughs> I love it,
1: I love it. Oh, I knew I'd get so busted if they found me, and they did find me. And then, of course, all the cameras come running around and say, like,
0: stop! When you are going into people's homes now, mm-hmm. do you find yourself just kind of like saying under your breath, mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't do it like that, or I, yeah. I wouldn't do something <laughs> yeah.
1: different? I'm on a two-year mission to cut my own hair. I'm like, oh, is she looking at my hair right my now? Oh,
0: yeah. Are you good with that side? Did you want to switch? Do you think you cut this side better? Uh, are you good Now, to you're, now you're totally <laughs>
1: looking like, oh, that side is way too
0: low. Mm-hmm. One title that we have not tapped into yet. Yeah. Sexiest Man Alive.
1: Oh, jeez. 2003.
0: Was that what it was, 2003?
1: Oh, my gosh. I don't get shocked a lot. You totally just shocked me.
0: <laughs> Can I ask you kind of a controversial question?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who has better wine, Michigan or California? Uh. <laughs> Delicious. We're
1: here at Bonobo. Mm. I like how you this, said delicious. That's yeah. good. Oh yeah. But, yeah,
0: it's, it's so it tasty, it's crisp, right? Yeah. It's so
1: good. It's so good. It's so clean. It's so fresh. And and you know, it's uh it's just another sort of evolution, no pun intended, of you know, our wine world here at Bonobo. Mm.
0: And it will not take long to get through that glass one. No, right that's right. It yeah, <laughs> doesn't matter what time in the morning that's it is, right. we won't get into that. But we're here at Bonobo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is one of your babies, you know. Yeah. For decades, we have been watching you in other spaces, mm-hmm. in other people's places. And now we're here in one of your own.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which is great, which is super fun because, um, you know, this took on a life of its own. Building this, it was a labor of love. We did not intend, we knew what we wanted to do is we we felt like the the audience, meaning the wine drinkers, were not just like, we wanted to go to a place where we didn't feel judged, where we didn't feel like, you know, if we didn't know all about wine, we wouldn't feel like we were out of place. We didn't want to just go in and uh, test, you know, taste something here, taste something there, and then just buy. We wanted to go into a place where we could sit down, we could have some food, have a glass of wine and that's why we created the space as big as we did with all Mm -hmm. these little nooks and crannies. But it was a lot of like love. I mean, I can, like that bar I built, like, you know, the chair rail, the doors, you know, the, the bar, the main bar I built, you know, like all that stuff, this, I built this thing right here, you know? So it was like, it was a lot of late nights, Mm -hmm. you know, just trying to find some time to really carve out and, and, and create this thing. Cause you think like, Oh, okay. I just figured like, get a good winemaker mm-hmm. get somebody who wants to partner with me first mm-hmm. that was first somebody who wanted to partner with me <laughs> and that was my brother and then get a good winemaker a great winemaker and um get somebody else who can you know put us all together and manage us and that those were the people the powers that be and, and so far, it's been great. The energy here is so much fun, mm-hmm. and I love being here every single day.
0: Well, it's got to be so amazing, too, just walking around and <clears throat> seeing, oh, God, I remember when I did that, or, oh, yeah. remember that, and, yeah. and all the stories that come with yeah. it. What was kind of the the vibe that you were hoping to create? What were you thinking when you created this space? <laughs> Just
1: get it done. Yeah. You know, you're just like, <laughs> yeah. God, please, I need to get this thing done. But it, it really was, you know, I wanted... Um, I didn't, we didn't want, that's why we named it Bonobo. We didn't want, we weren't going for like the Chateau this or that. We didn't feel like that was our vibe. That was our style. We wanted something that was, um, you know, tangible, something that other people could sort of say, oh, that seems, you know, it's not like we're trying to be the, for everybody's space. Mm -hmm. Um, We still want to make... And push the, and move the needle in the wine world up in northern Michigan. But it was also, you know, we wanted a space that was cozy, comfortable, joint but separate seating. Mm-hmm. So people could like come here with the date if they wanted to, come here with friends if they wanted to, meet some other people while they're here, mm-hmm. you know, meet some friends they didn't know that they needed, you right, know. Yeah. And that was like the, the whole goal. And I think that we accomplished that with the pockets of seating and, um, you know, the little areas so we can sort of cut off. So when we have dinners and stuff like that, we can really, you know, make it still intimate and enjoyable.
0: Yeah. When you're walking around here, are you looking at things that you want to change or that you should change? Or is it like you're just kind of exhausted at the end of the day or at the end Every of the day. season? How does that Every go? Every day.
1: I mean, just sitting here talking to the chef this morning, you know, there's always something that you want to change. There's always something you want to improve on. Just to go back, you know, it's like when you have something I feel you're, you're, like this, you're never finished. Ever, ever, ever. And that's like in the learning, in the comprehension, in the, the style and the physicality of it. There's always something that you're still l- looking forward to do. But mm-hmm. that's the beauty of life, right? We should all, we want to uh, have something like that where we can all continually do. And sometimes it's a, ah, I got to get up and I got to do this. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, this is great. Yeah. I love doing this. You know, like after this, I'm going to make an art piece out of resin and mold. And, and you know, that's not really my technique or my genre but mm-hmm. um I love being able to do stuff like that you know and the reason like something like that came up is because somebody was like hey I need some need this and I was like okay I'll do it sure. and the reason like this winery came up it's not like my family was entrenched in the wine world mm-hmm. but it was enough where I knew like there was like I felt I have a little void in the area and so I thought you know what I'll do it
0: yeah <laughs> yeah so it's not like the hairdresser who has a buzz cut or yeah. the nail technician who never right. has their nails done. I mean, this is your world. <laughs> this is your life. You breathe this stuff day in day out. You're always looking for for something to do really. Yeah.
1: But speaking of that, I'm, I, can I tell you a funny story? Oh
0: my God. I love funny stories. I'm ready.
1: <laughs> so I'm on a, I'm on a two year mission to cut my own hair. For the next two years. And really? I, I'm seven months in right now.
0: Okay. When you just mentioned a
1: hairdresser because <laughs> I'm like, oh, is she looking at my hair right my now? Kid. Oh yeah, yeah. totally. Because I feel like it's like this one thing that we should all be able to maintain to a degree, right? Yeah. And so it's so funny that I was like, I was telling my mom about it. And then my mom's like, oh, I cut my hair, you know, at like literally three months ago. And then I talked to my sister and she's like, I cut, I was cutting my hair recently too. And I was like, we, I don't know. I just feel like we should all be able to maintain our own hair. And so, anyway, we're going to see how that goes. It is
0: kind of a thing, though. I feel like you are a liar if you try and say that you've never taken a pair of scissors to your own hair. Yeah. I have as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Even you know never like a full blown like couple inches, but just you know get the split ends or something. Totally. Uh, So how do you go about that? What's kind of the technique? How do you get the? I'm still learning. I'm still learning. (laughs)
1: Like I just like do (laughs) after the shower, like comb it all down, you know, and just do do do. You know the bowl cut or my. I think my hair's kind of forgiving, so it's like you know, it's I'm capable of doing it, but I don't know. I just feel like nothing against you know barbers, the barber that I go to, I I love him. I've been going to him since I was a little kid, Um, but uh, I just feel like we should Kind of be able to maintain our own hair a little bit. So, anyway. well, sounds...
0: are you good with that side? Did you want to switch? Do you think you cut this side better? Uh, are you good now with that you're
1: side? now you're totally <laughs> looking like, oh, that side is way too low. But then I, I kind of think if I when I tell that story too much, people are gonna really critique me <laughs> no, and be I like, love it. dude, uh, lift that side up. But I also felt like because being on the road, I go to so many different stylists, right? Mm-hmm. And literally, I'm going to like supercuts, right, to get yeah. my hair done, and then I'll come back to Travers to the guy I usually go to, Roger, and he's like. What's going on here? Like, why is this like you know so off balance? I'm like,
0: really? That was a pro too. Come yeah, on. Uh-huh. so if
1: they could mess it up. Whatever. It gives me a little could, right? A little grace to mess up my own hair.
0: Yeah. I love it. Well, thank yeah. you for. Plus, sharing I, that I wear story. hats all the time anyway. So, so. whatever. It's yeah, all yeah, hidden it anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Before we get into some of the TV shows that mm-hmm. you've been on, I'd love to just talk about kind of your path into home improvement. Yeah. How did you get into it?
1: Um, so growing up in Travers, super simple story. Growing up in Travers, a lot of homes being built. That was my summertime job. Mm-hmm. That's what got me through college, which I studied nutrition uh, at Central Michigan University and um, was planning on going out to LA with a nutrition degree and working for a company out there. Went out there after I graduated, did not want to do that at all. So I started working in building and uh, somebody was like, oh, uh, there's this show that they could you know hire you for. And this was randomly, this was lucky. but. It was Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's production company mm-hmm. that they were looking for a... Yeah, go ahead. That's, that's oh, what, yeah. No, yeah. I won't be shy. <laughs> and um, and uh, they needed somebody to literally move boxes for them. Okay. And move boxes. And that, uh, that's why I figured out. Uh, found out six months later that's why I was hired. And they were like, this guy's probably physically strong and he can help us move from office to office. And I did that. And then when I did that, they not Matt or Ben specifically, but one of the EPs, they threw me a script and they're like, hey, there's this show. We're, we need somebody to read the scripts and write a synopsis for it. So I was like, okay, I could do that. And mm-hmm. I don't have to move boxes. This is great. Yeah, right? And then so uh, I did that. and then, um, And then got hired to completely do that for like the next two months. Then I was in pre-production, post-production, production itself. And I just worked the whole gamut of that of TV. This was a show for HBO and a movie for a year and a half. So, so lucky, right? But the whole time I was always fixing stuff around the office, whether it's the plumbing, the electrical or trim or whatever it was. And then finally somebody goes, Hey, there's this show that they're looking for a carpenter and just trading spaces. And mm-hmm. so I went out for it and I got the job. The beauty of that story is that one, I never realized that's where my TV sort of angle would, I would get into the TV mm-hmm. world, right? Mm-hmm. And it did. It like, because I was just moving boxes. Cause I said yes to a random job where I was like, whatever, like I could move boxes. This is fine. Yeah. And then meeting somebody who said there's a show called Trading Spaces, you're fixing stuff around the office, but also like the beauty of it was seeing how the production happens, mm-hmm. how the pre-production happens, how the production, how the post-production. So, you know, at the end I was like, it was assistant editing with the guys for the HBO show. Mm-hmm. So it was like just learning So much. I was, like, just the brand-new dude off the boat from Michigan. And I was learning so much right away. I was in the meetings with, like, Matt and Ben and making these big choices and and Chris Moore. and, And so it was just really fun just to see, like, oh... Peel back the curtain a little bit. It's not that intimidating. You know, being fresh and new, you know, you have so much insecurity. Mm-hmm. But then when you see, like, oh, well, these guys are just doing the same thing. Right. You know, yeah. like, this is something. And so got into trading spaces, thought I'd do it for a year. It didn't happen. Uh, I mean, just a year. It happened a lot longer than yeah. that. And it's still going today, which is great. And we just shot a renovation for Magnolia here in Traverse City for the, over the last nine months. and of a barn just right down the road. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a restoration of a barn from 1890. And so the beauty of, like, that... I love working with my hands. I love building stuff. I love creating stuff. And I'm so fortunate to be able to still do
0: it. Well, it is so interesting once you get into that nitty-gritty of how things are edited and how things all work together. And it's like, oh, wait, this is actually really interesting because for the consumer, the person watching, all they see is the show. But once you learn what goes on behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. it's hard not to fall in love with it. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I feel like... um, it is, is because there's so much interest of it. I mean, I think in any job you can find a lot of interest. I mm-hmm. mean, at least I think, I hope so. Um, and that there is so much. So so that led me to start a production company probably, I don't know, that was 10 years ago I started one. And and we shot a bunch of different shows, and that was great. And we got to, you know, be in front of the camera, behind the camera, and and uh, go back to the editing process and the development process. And that was great. And, you know, those were just really you know fun inspiring things that i was able to do at the time do i want to continue to like you know run a production company not at all like you know i definitely i'm over that um but it was fun it was fun i i'm a big believer in like you never know where your next fun moment or inspiring moment is going to come from Mm -hmm. and i think like if we shut down or if we're not open to them we may not see them or we may not be turned on to them and that's where our big breaks like i am like a living example that's where the big breaks came for me, just being able to move boxes, you know, and, and one day um, it got me to literally where I'm sitting right now. Yeah, well, yeah. and
0: trading spaces was so big, especially at yeah. that time. That was really the birth, yeah. if you will, of yeah. home improvement shows. Yeah, that's
1: right. That's right. And trading was great. Trading, I was thrusted into year, end of season two uh, started I mean literally it was just like rock stars showing up to some some random little town because it was such a like with Paige and Ty and everybody and they're just such big personalities and mm-hmm. you know and then I go on there and I was just such a nut. I mean I was just like so shy and so like clueless at the time. But it was great. It was again in a world that was definitely outside of what I'm normally used to doing. Mm-hmm. And um but it, it worked and it was fun and I figured out how to have fun with it, but at the same time, you know, continue, continue that process.
0: Uh, For somebody who doesn't know exactly what Trading Spaces is, (laughs) just explain (laughs) what it's all about.
1: So Trading Spaces was literally, like you said, one of the first shows of home renovation where it started with a show called Changing Rooms in the UK, but it was this show in the U.S. where they took, uh, they had one host and then you have two families and the homeowners switched spaces for two days and each of those homeowners one the design, there's a designer on one side, designer on the other side, and there's a carpenter in the middle that has to work for both of them. Mm-hmm. And I was the carpenter, and uh, with like two others, and uh, and it was great. It was so much fun. Um, we from that we had Trading Spaces, we had Trading Spaces Family, we had Trading Spaces Kids, which was shot for NBC. So all those shows, I mean, good lord, I think I was was working on those shows for probably like a decade yeah you know and and it was awesome it was so we i'm still so, so close with all of those people too mm-hmm. which is not what i can say about all the shows that i've worked on because those shows you really you learn to like whether it's just the people that are on air or the people who are behind the scenes you you just like you it was design one one for all of us even though we all had some sort of background but you know, it was designed sort of TV 101, I guess. But we would all show up in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and then we'd go on to Kansas City, and then we'd go over to Tampa, Florida. And we were all in the same hotels, eating at the same, you know, dinner table, and just such a... Fun time, you know, fun time to spend. Especially when I I wasn't married, no kids. You know, it was like totally a different afraid. time in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How
0: do you think that kind of set the stage for all the other shows that would follow? Because, like we said, that mm-hmm. was just the beginning. That yeah. really paved a path for everything else that followed. Yeah.
1: Well, it's weird. I mean, that's a good question because I feel like you know, I I, I still host a sh- couple shows, and hosting is fun. Don't get me wrong, I love doing it. Um, but I also think that building is what i'd love to do. So like, you know, host hosting shows are great cuz they're easy and you just show up and you're like, "Hey, look at this and look at that." And <laughs> you know, we're building. You actually get into it and then you want to pull your eyes out, but at the same time, it's fun because it's creative and sometimes you make a massive, you know, mistake and then sometimes you're like, "Well, that actually turned out pretty nice." You know, and then that's what i love doing. So it's, a, it's you know, it's uh, it, it's fun to see the evolution, but I realize, like, I go like this, all right, I just want to host, all right, I just want to build, I just want to host, I, you know. Sure, yeah. sure. So that changes a lot.
0: What is it like seeing yourself on TV, like flipping through the channels and being like, mm. hey, yeah. I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, normally I don't really watch myself too often, to tell you the truth, but... Um, it's all part of the job, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, you know this. I yeah. mean, it's like, you, it's all part of the job. Like, you know, you don't sort of take yourself, sort of like this, when you say, like, can you walk around the winery and just be like, oh, wow, I'm so proud of this. But you don't, it's not like you you go into that space in your head. You just go to like, oh, I need to fix this. Oh, I need to do this. Right. Oh, and like a show is like, oh, I did that last week or month what's happening next month, what are we, you know, what are we trying, you you know, you're always chasing and it's not a bad chase either. I don't Mm -hmm. want to make it sound like, you know, people kind of sometimes put a negative light on those things. It's a chase of like what you love and what you, um, you know, my wife and I are, we're big into meditation, right? Mm -hmm. And so we meditate all the time. Meditate what you want to have, what you want to see within your life, what you can, you know, you oh, and again, like I go back to is opening yourself up to those moments and opportunities. I think that's really important for people to, you know, to do.
0: What is a typical day <clears throat> shooting like for one mm. of these shows? Is it um, like sun up to sun down or is it kinda a like a couple hours here and there? Or? Well,
1: it depends on the show. So going back on, um, on a home improvement show, it is all day every day that's there's light out until the neighbors yell at you. Um, You know, because it really is. Uh, Those those are really, you have to pack as much time in. Because you also have to shoot too, right? So you can't just sit there and work on something. When I first started, I was always like the guy who would just work. I would just nonstop just build. And they'd be like, Carter, we got to shoot. This is a show. And then like after, literally, it took me four years to realize like, oh, the show comes first. Um, And so that, you know, you have to realize how to balance that. But then the other shows... Like, I shoot this Christmas show, which is called The Great Christmas Life Fight. We've shot for 10 years, this show, which is crazy. 10 seasons, 10 years. And the show's been great, super fun. We start shooting at 6 o'clock at night. We shoot till about 2 in the morning. Wow. And then we get up the next day at, you know, 8 or 9, and then you fly to another city. Mm -hmm. And then you shoot at 6 at night till 2 in the morning. And then you do the same thing for 7 weeks. And so that's a bear in its own right, because you're, you're on 50 flights, you know, in a month and a half. Um, and then, you know, just regular hosting, that's easy. That's you just okay. show up. It's yeah. easy, but it's also kind of boring because you're like, all right, I want to go build something, you know, or whatever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you ever get nervous for any of these shoots or anything? <clears throat> Not
1: really. I like, I do like live TV. I love live TV. I mean, you know this very well, right? I, I feel like live TV, you know, kind of just brings it out of like the energy, the mistakes the fun moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, if I'm ever doing like, um, you know, Today Show or Rachel Ray or stuff like that, I love, I love shooting that. We're actually, we, we've started shooting, which is great because the, you know, after the pandemic, everybody just does stuff at home mm-hmm. and just Zoom. So, you know, my barn down there is set up now so we can, we're shooting a Rachel Ray segment um, like next week. And it's great because it's just so easy and simple mm-hmm. and I don't have to fly everywhere, but it, it, but it's still live you know, or live to tape. So that's fun. Well,
0: in the live stuff too, you can just be so genuine and authentic mm-hmm. and you can't plan for those moments. And sometimes right. those are the best things that makes for the best TV, Completely. right?
1: Completely. It, it totally makes for the best TV. If I could be on live TV, or li- I would much rather have that than stuff we shoot. Cause sometimes I'll be like, oh wait, I made a mistake on this detail on this trim. Can you cut the camera? Rewind. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, let's uh, shoot that again <laughs> uh-huh. so I can, you know, make sure I look good on this. When I just get in my own head when I shouldn't, you know. Right. You know, so when you do live, you're like, oh, this trim is horrible. Um, don't look at this. You know? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's it's more fun live.
0: Do you have any good stories? Because whether it's you know live or not live, there is mm. plenty that could go wrong or just be flat out hilarious with TV. I mean, do you have any good stories or anything I mean, that sticks out? So many. Yeah, I'm there's sure. There's so
1: many. There's so many. I feel like. Well, I'll tell you this first time. I got a couple, but there's like traveling around the U.S. You really realize how the U.S. the feeling of the U.S the backbone of the US from people who have everything to people who don't have much mm-hmm. to people who are you know I, it, you just really get a sense of like families kind of families you know it's just uh-huh. like the whole gamut and that was the like most eye-opening thing you know because you just realize like whoa this is kind of shady i don't know if we should be here or this is really impressive i love this family you know um and that that's a real eye-opening experience too but um You know, as far as, like, you know, experiences of, like, we've done some stupid stuff. Like, you know, on TV. (laughs) Like, we've done some really stupid stuff. Like, you know, sometimes, like, if you build something, it's too large and you can't fit it in the door. We've done that. And I remember on one show specifically, I built something that's too large. I knew I messed up, and I knew I made a mistake. So I went to the back of the house. I took the window out of the homeowner's house without the cameras rolling. Like nobody knew I was doing this. And so I took the window out. I knew I'd get so busted if they found me and they did find me. And then of course all the cameras come running around. I was like, stop, stop. Even when I took the window out, the thing didn't even fit in the house. So I had to like chop it in half and it was like a whole spiel and stuff like that. So those stuff happened a lot. Um, We've built stuff, you know, like around those tents, like, you know, the regular pop-up tents. I've built stuff like literally around tents and, you know, even when they're cemented in the ground, I've built stuff around that. So, you know, you end up realizing like, what the, I'm such an idiot, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Um, those are as like, um, th- those are definitely the f- more fun moments. As far as like, um, as far as like the great Christmas life fight, I'm trying to f- think of like, what are some of the, I, I would go back to, probably just learning more about the American psyche mm-hmm. than anything, which is really crazy because those people are a little crazy that oh, are on that show. I mean, mm-hmm. they're definitely in it to win it. Most of the time they have a genuine heart and that's the beauty. Like I can get behind anybody who has heart in what they're doing, even if wow. it seems a little crazy and bananas and maybe I wouldn't do it, but if they have a heart and they're going into it and they really believe what they're doing, um, I'm all for it. And that's why, like, our show, it's so crazy. It's an ABC show, right? Mm-hmm. And we give, I think, $50,000 away to the winner who wins on that particular show. Mm-hmm. But the show, there's six episodes, so ultimately it gets out to be 600 grand. So it's a lot of money, but still, I'm always like, don't we want to raise that up? It's been 10 years. Like, maybe we should move on that number. But,
0: but when you've been in it for so long, yeah. you have to keep thinking about how you can keep progressing and how you can keep moving it yeah. forward. But you've been in it for, you know, decades. Well, yeah,
1: yeah, and so I kind of thought, like, maybe we should raise the number higher mm-hmm. because we've been in this so long. It's kind of sad on the same thing. But somebody brought it to my attention what they were like, <clears throat> you know, that may, like, ruin the show. People may want to do it just for the money. Mm-hmm. And that's not why people do it. They do it because they love Christmas, they love the season, they love... They they really do it for the real reason. And that's authentically what you want on any show. You know, somebody who is really a believer about what they do
0: when you are going into people's homes now mm-hmm. do you find yourself just kind of like saying under your breath mm-hmm. like I wouldn't do it like that or yeah. I would do something <laughs> yeah. different um, whether it's yeah. subconsciously or yeah. consciously no
1: I mean look you, I, you're looking at my hair right now so I can uh, yeah I <laughs> yeah, have to stop. if you yeah. know yeah. I just do Just stop. after. Uh, um <laughs> no uh yeah for sure I do that that's easy to do but you also don't want to do it too much because then people are going to be like what do you think we should do here what do you think we should and then you end up building or making their you know coming over them there to their house and helping them remodel or restore something so you kind of like try to I've learned to maybe remove myself a little bit you know when I was in LA I would make a lot of furniture for people Mm -hmm. because they were like oh you're that guy right so can you make me this or that and when it people would pay a lot of money, so I'd be like, Sure, yeah, I'll make yeah, you of this of yeah, It bet. may take you, me six months to finish it, but mm-hmm. you know um, but now as you know, you get older, priority shift.
0: So in that case then, what is maybe like an easy DIY project that you can recommend to someone or maybe just like an easy home improvement kind of mm-hmm. thing that somebody can do yeah. on their own? Like, yeah. is it something as simple as maybe like changing the hardware out? I mean, just what, is, what are, I mean, are quick things that you can think of to elevate someone's home? Well,
1: so if you're going back to like design, mm. you know and style and, you know, um, approachability i Uh guess if you're like trying to figure out something to do i mean first off we know paint is the number one thing right Mm -hmm. paint painting a house and don't ever be shy from that because if you can put lipstick on you can you know paint a wall (laughs) you know i mean it's really it's like you gotta like realize that it's you know you can you can actually you know paint will make the most dramatic effect and it'll just make the energy feel different and if that's what you're looking for I always recommend don't make a huge push to change something out like your appliances and your kitchen, unless you plan on doing. Like, don't change your countertops out because you think those are a great-looking countertop compared to your old ones. Make If you're going to make the change, make it when you're going to make the change. Mm-hmm. Go into that project when you when you have all the resources, you've done your homework, and you've really figured out... Um, but again, the smaller changes are, yeah, like hardware is a great one. Light fixtures, a great one. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just, um, maybe little accents, whether they're pillows, whether they're, you know, throw blankets, stuff Mm -hmm. like that, just to give yourself a little pop, a little, you know, lots of times people go into a project and they just, they, they do a little piece here and a little piece there, and then it looks like a hodgepodge of stuff. And so it doesn't make sense. So that's why I'm always like, if you're going to go into it, yeah, add little things, that's fine. I'm not a, I'm a believer you should but go into it if you're gonna really do the whole shebang, go for that.
0: Love that, that's good advice. Yeah. What is the most memorable project that you've worked on? Maybe like the biggest one or just the craziest one or just one that really stuck out to you?
1: Um, Probably this most recent one, you know, where I just restored the barn. And this barn was from 1890 on our property. It was used as a horse barn, it was used for cows, it was used for just hay, it was used as my workshop for a little while. Um, so a lot of different, uh, you know, uses for the space. I think it, it was a space where people actually lived for a time. I'm not totally sure about that, but it's had a lot of uses in a lot of lives. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I just restored it, uh, turned it into a four season space in one area with two bedrooms, two bathrooms, a kitchen. And literally this was nothing. I mean, it was digging into the dirt, pouring new walls, new foundations, new everything under an existing barn. And I did wow. that basically with a kid who lived right down the road from me. Shout and so out. we did, it. Yeah, he's like a little <laughs> 17-year-old dude who came over and we did it. Uh he helped me here and there. And,
0: maybe that's the next Carter. You yeah, know, yeah, you yeah exactly. Know. Totally,
1: right? Uh he had some yeah, moppy hair, so it was kinda of worked <laughs> out. Um and uh it was great. It was it was kind of uh a moment where I really wanted to push what what I was doing and what I've been doing and do something you know, maybe for myself, and I've always wanted to restore this barn, but uh, this show kind of pushed me to do it, and so that was great, and then, like, the, the center of it, we turned into, like, an area with a, with a stove and, you know, a big, long oak table that some people made here in town, and it was just a, a, a walnut table, and it was just, you know, a really fun project, because probably because I know that working on projects for myself, I it when they're on a show, I don't love that, Mm -hmm. I'm like usually totally against that Mm -hmm. because one, then it brings my wife into the mix and then we end up like, you know, they want the camera drama and I don't love doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, but this one was different. This one was fun. Well,
0: and how special is it to just do something that you love right here in your hometown, in your backyard? That's incredible. Yeah.
1: That was really fun. And you know, really, you know, that was, that was sort of a culmination of like, okay, I've been working at this for 20 years on TV and fixing, okay, maybe I can take a moment to do something for myself and you know give a little back. So I definitely put a lot of chips into that little basket.
0: Well, and growing up here on Old Mission, how mm-hmm. have you seen the Traverse area just evolve mm-hmm. Since you were here, since you grew up here.
1: Yeah, great question. I mean, when we were kids, we used to skateboard all the way into town. You know, we used to, it was so lazy. Summers were so slow. And it was great. And we, you know, you'd be a kid and you could take a nap in the middle of the day. It was so fun, you know, just being a the water. You hated taking naps, so And now all you want to do is just take a yeah, nap. Yeah, I know, yeah. exactly. It was just so great. <laughs> but it was so, slow. we'd go out to the island and we had this rickety old boat that would never even make it halfway until you had to, like, get out the starter fluid and, you know, just so rickety and fun. But it worked. And we would get out there. Nobody would be in the island. It was just crickets. This is the middle of summer, you know. And uh, obviously now it's changed completely. Mm-hmm. And I, I I love it. I love the whole, you know, lake life sort of vibe and feel because the energy when people are in it like this, which is cold and, you know, the gray skies. And then you get those... It's no wonder that there's so much of a positive energy when that sun comes out because that window, that season is short.
0: Oh, yeah. You got to enjoy it while it lasts. That's right. And then where did you go to high school?
1: St. Francis. Nice. Yes, I went to St. Francis, and um, it was great. I'm still friends with probably, I graduated a class of like 52, and I think I'm still friends with probably... 48 of them you know so we're still very close yeah
0: and that's so important too Mm -hmm. you know so many people say that those high school friends or whatever you're just friends with them because of location but I think it goes so much deeper than that
1: yeah well especially growing up this area yeah you know I really feel you know I can't I I think of like my wife where she grew up in LA and you know she's not friends with too many of her classmates but um not to say that that's bad or anything but I just know that this area we were super tight super close still are you know kids all hang out together and stuff like that and that's pretty fun.
0: And then you stayed close-ish for college. You went mm-hmm. to CMU, right? That's right. Fire up chips. Fire All up right. Chips. Yeah. I did not go there, but I love saying that because yeah. you will always be so excited. It's just vibe so the energy. It's so random.
1: I mean, I was just—I uh, played rugby there, and I went there for you know I was going to go play maybe football somewhere, and, and I was just like, ah, I don't want to do any more organized sports. I just like was through with that. I was through with coaches or whatever? And um, and so I just kind of got out of that whole mess, you mm-hmm. know, and and went to Central and. Looking back on it, it's kind of random because I think, like, really, why didn't you go out west or somewhere else? You know, but I had a blast there. I had a lot of fun, and I've recently we've been engaged with the school again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, working with them, we were making some wine for them here and stuff like that, uh, printing a label for them and stuff, and and so it's fun. You know, it's fun to it's fun to get back into that world to a degree. I brought my wife there for the first time probably two years ago, and Fine. she was like, "What." this is this what is, crazy. is going on here the midwest here? is yes <laughs> oh my gosh she was like what is going on right now so that was an experience yeah
0: and then like you said before you moved mm-hmm. out to la which is so interesting yeah. because a lot of people when they're moving to mm-hmm. la mm-hmm. that's kind of the stopping point you know that's a one-way uh, ticket that's yeah. not a round-trip yeah. ticket yeah, right. but here you are back in northern michigan yep. what keeps you living here
1: uh well <laughs> being able to go back and forth. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, really right, is. right. I feel like, you know, one, our daughter, uh she uh has to go to school somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I love it here and we do we wanna, you know, see how this works. Our careers since the pandemic, you know, you you are able to people are more accepting of not being so close and so tight and not being there all the time. And so yeah, you know, wanting I wanted my daughter to go to old mission. I wanted her, you know, to to be at a school where you're in the middle of a a bunch of ag, you know, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. insane. That's just, where else can you do that? Not many places. And um, and the community. Community community's great. I love, 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 love the community. I think it's so cool. You know, our Mm -hmm. people in everybody's business, a little bit. That's right. That's right. And so, um, but the community, you know, like I always, I always like judge a space by Because we've lived, because of our worlds, we've lived in a lot of different cities. Like We were living in Atlanta just two years ago. And um, and I always like to judge a space by how many people can you count on one hand that will drive you to the airport at 7 in the morning?
0: That is something yeah, to remember. Right? That I, one is locked in here. I, is, I like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: because you know, like if you can count like over, I mean, if, if you can count on one hand a few people, like you're you're in a good spot, you know? If you can't count anybody, you're probably not in the yeah, best community. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> well, and it really just is such a magical place, right? I mean, mm-hmm. like you said, whether you are young and single, whether you yeah. have a family, whether yeah. you're retired up here, mm-hmm. I mean, there is just so much to experience yeah. year round. Yeah. And I see you on Instagram, Carter. Mm-hmm. You guys are everywhere. What mm-hmm. are some of the things that you guys like to do up here.
1: Well, I mean, for us, it's you know now getting back into it because I grew up skiing at Hickory and mm-hmm. Holiday and all those places. You know, I learned how to snowboard when I was ten. You know, and and that was and it was great at Holiday and, and 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 so for me now bringing my daughter to these places, that's just such a treat. Um, we the the culinary scene up here, we're playing out of our league. Still, we're so blessed with what we have in food wise, and I think that counterpoint is the. The, the wine region is obviously, you know, my, what I love to see, and I love how the needle is getting pushed farther and farther and farther. I love going to, I was just in Napa recently and talking about our wines up here and having people try them and in Chicago recently and mm-hmm. show, showing our wines off a little bit and, and just having people just open their eyes and just, wow. Or having people sit there and say, oh, Traverse City, I love that place.
0: Traverse City really is on the map. You know, for a small little town, it really is on the map. With no
1: real highway to get here. Yeah. You know, there really isn't a major highway to get here, which I think is kind of sweet. And I know that there's always been like sort of, why is there not a major highway to get here? Mm. But I'm kind of like, that's okay. That's all right. I, I'm still okay with that, even people though... People still come here. I people mean get here. It doesn't deter anybody. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. What
0: are some of the other things you guys like to do on the weekend? Or even just you, you know, you have mm-hmm. a couple hours to yourself or whatever. What are you getting into?
1: I mean, usually it's... Um, if it's summertime, we're usually on the bay. You know, we like to get out on boats. And um, my wife's parents live across the bay in Omina, And then we have friends over in Northport. And then, we're like, on East Bay. So we're kind of, like, just floating around there a little bit. Uh my wife doesn't love boats, so <laughs> that's kind of like a little tricky. <laughs> but my daughter loves it completely. And um that was the experience that I had growing up and I'm hoping, you know, that she sort of picks it up and seeing where that goes. Um but again, having a six-year-old, you kind of just follow in those footsteps of where they what they want to do. And fortunately, like skiing is a big thing in the wintertime. And like I said before, we have so many friends and family that are here there's no shortage of stuff to do without a doubt. Like when I can just sit home and just build in my workshop and just work, like that's probably one of my happiest places, Mm -hmm. you know, because you just kind of like shut everything else because there's a crazy social scene that still exists here in Travers and it's very easy to go to somebody's house and have dinner with somebody else. And we're so blessed with that, you know, that we have that ability. And, and it's such a nice thing. And, you know, sometimes you just got to take a break from it, too.
0: How did you meet your wife, mm. actress, Amy Smart? How yeah. did you guys meet?
1: Um, we met through a nonprofit in L.A. And uh, we were both working building uh, school gardens in L.A. And we had been on the board of this nonprofit for... She had been on it. She has, likes to say this, that she was on the board before I was. And I uh, had been and with there's them. there's always a
0: different story, right? I, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so,
1: um, And then we had, uh, we had a little... Her parents randomly moved to Amina... Years before we met, which is pretty so, from LA, from LA. So that's
0: crazy Carm. crazy.
1: So then we met out in LA. She goes, I l- looked you up and all this stuff, and she's like, Traverse City. She's like, That's you're not talking about my Traverse, City. like she was like, she No, you were talking was about my Traverse, actually, Traverse City, which yeah. is crazy. It's like, No. So, um, shortly after that we got married. You know, I I mean, it was kind of like, all right, well, this makes sense. Yeah, Your parents live there. Uh, I'm from there. So, um, yeah, we got married quite quickly after that.
0: And what is Amy like? Uh,
1: She's great. She's the easiest, you know, celebrity that I've ever met. You know, as far as, like, she's just cool. She's just sweet. She's real. She's, um, you know, she loves having one-on-ones. She... uh, it loves you know exploring and you know finding new places like I do. A um, lot of different interests, which is great. Um, she's like a, she's a seeker of of knowledge, you know, of stuff. The amount of books she has is crazy; It's way more than I do. And um, you know, where I like to go out and do and you know figure things out, she likes to read and then try to figure it out. So um, good she's balance. Great, good, yeah, it's good balance. She's a great cook, um, really good cook. And um, so we, you know, we we. Busy, that's for sure.
0: Well, like you mentioned, now you have a beautiful six-year-old Flora. Tell Mm -hmm. us about Flora.
1: Flora's great, you know, going to school here at Old Mission, which is so sweet. I love it. I mean, just going to that school and dropping her off, I'm like, ah, this is so crazy. Um, And, um, you know, because growing up right down the road, and I didn't go to Old Mission, but I, I spent a fair share of time there, you know, playing basketball in the gym and having friends that went to school there and stuff. So that's really sweet to, you know, and then, you know, some of my friends, their kids are go to school there with her and stuff. And, and she's great. She loves the water. She loves being on the bay. She knows her way around the island really well. Um, Power Island, you know, right out in the middle. Um, you know, she's learned how to drive the boat and all that stuff. So that's really fun.
0: Well, that's awesome that you have these memories here mm-hmm. growing up in yeah. Traverse City. Yeah. And she'll have some of the same ones. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's sort of like, you know, I mean, there's a lot of places in Michigan you can still do this where you can just be like, go out and be a kid. Go play Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, when we're in Los Angeles, you know, we're kind of outside of Los Angeles where there's, you know, there's the dangers of a big city. Right. And you don't want to be like a parent that shudders their kids so much. But there's also like there's also like wild animals where we live. Like there's like a lot we we found, I think, um probably in the last year, we probably found three uh, rattlesnakes um, on our property. Mm-hmm. And that's, when you see a rattlesnake, it's not like it's a small snake, it's scary, it's big, it's, you know, it can and really hurt. the bread like
0: right out of yeah, your mouth. Yeah, exactly,
1: and so like with your kid, you don't wanna be like, just go play in the woods, but here, you can kinda of be like, just go be a kid, play in the woods, mm-hmm. you know, get lost, and get muddy, and get dirty, and then come back in a couple hours. And then we'll have dinner together <laughs> yeah. and we'll do
0: it all again tomorrow, Yeah, right?
1: exactly, but you know, there's still, you know, there's still, like, our, our, my dad really, ra- he's an old farmer, so he really raised us on like, you know, work ethic and, you know, and so trying to instill that in her, you know, it's always uh, a little tricky, but we're, we're definitely trying.
0: Well, and she's sick, so I mean. <laughs> oh no,
1: by the way, my first job was when I was um, nine at the, um, at Darien's Meat Market here in town, and then the only reason I did that job was because I didn't want to work for my dad anymore.
0: No I way! And so
1: then I got a job. We got paid was so bad. I shouldn't even say what we got paid. But um, it was minimal. And then there's a place called the Bean Pot that used to be here in Traverse. And that was my second job when I was 10. Um, but that was because I didn't want to be around. I was like, Dad, I'm overworking for you. This is So he crazy. knew.
0: It wasn't like you're like, oh, I think I'm just going to go over here. He knew that you were trying to avoid it. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, so well that's probably the best. Yeah, 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 probably.
1: probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All the farming, you know, that's like a rite of passage you do as a kid, too. That was like another job just to get away from, you know, my family and, and uh, not couple. work for my dad. Um, but that was like an easy summertime job where you could make a bunch of money, and, um, and this was all cherry orchards. And so I... What well, my goal was was to come back to Traverse and get into ag somehow, some way. And I thought it was going to be cherries because that's sort of what takes up the most land, right? Um, not thinking there would really be anything else. And then I started realizing, like, oh, well, this person started that winery. That person started that one. Maybe I should look into that. Mm-hmm. And then so buying this land, which was an old cherry farm, and we took out all the cherry trees and, you know, went to work. Yeah. So we planted the first year, the first season, we planted, um, I think... Close to 20 acres of vines the first season, which is a lot.
0: That yeah. Is, yeah, no, that's a lot. Yeah, you've yeah. been busy. Yeah. Can I ask you kind of a controversial question? Mm-hmm. Who has better wine, Michigan or California?
1: <laughs> oh, well, first off, California, let's be honest, they've been doing it a lot longer oh, yeah, than we have. Yeah. But it also depends on what your, uh, what your palate is, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, you get some people who are like, you know, look, some people love sweet wine. We don't make sweet wine here. Uh, but a lot of people in Michigan do love sweet wine, and that's not our jam. Um, but uh, California still has some, they, they know what they're doing, and they've, they've been doing a pretty good job of it. But I like to think that our Chardonnays, our Rieslings play great on an international scale. Our Chardonnays do. Um, and I like to think our Pinot Noirs, um, are like the next big thing that's going to burst in the area.
0: Well, in Bonobo, has definitely kept mm-hmm. you busy, but you have a lot of other projects mm-hmm. that are keeping you busy. One mm-hmm. of those being Carter's Kids, yeah. making a huge impact mm-hmm. in dozens of cities across the country.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Carter's Kids started in twenty. 20- 2006, I think. And um, it's basically we build playgrounds for, you know, low income neighborhoods, schools. Um, We like to go to, you know, urban areas where we can just where it's concrete jungles, where we can just build these play spaces. And it is like building, you know, Disneyland in a kid's backyard, Uh whether it's community or whether it's school, whatever it may be. We have community support, help uh, to build it, help sometimes finance it. Um, We're actually going to Honduras to build one there. Yeah, so we're, um, and then uh, I think the next one after that is maybe Miami. We built a few in Florida, to tell you the truth. We have built a few in Florida. We've we like, guys are everywhere. Well, we built in a lot of spaces. Uh, we're, I think we're at 98 right now, 98 playgrounds that we've done so far. That's so, awesome. yeah, so it's really good. It's super fun. It's, um, it's super easy because it's like me and one other guy. Um, that, you know, go to all these playgrounds and build them and all that stuff. So there's not a lot of red tape, you know, it's, they're expensive. That's the Mm -hmm. trick, right? Playgrounds are not cheap, but, um... When you do when you build a space, I mean you've been to it. Have you did you go to dedication? I, I was gonna say, tri-
0: yeah, Carter, the first time we met was because you guys were starting a playground in the area.
1: Yeah. Do you remember which where it was at?
0: I was trying to think and I was gonna look up the story before we came. I don't remember exactly where it okay. was. It was somewhere around here. Okay. Um but yeah, that was the first time um, that we had met.
1: Okay, I'm trying to think which playground that was. Um Yes, I was on the monkey bars. I was yeah, doing yeah, everything You get to a video. And totally.
0: I am just like a seven-year-old stuck in a 27-year-old's body. <laughs> okay, exactly. So it was perfect That's for like me. the beauty of it. Yeah. It's like when you
1: get there, everybody's a kid. Everybody remembers that, you know, sort of like that kid, those kid moments and stuff. And, you know, it's really fun to find that. So you don't find too many things in the world where everybody, the common denominator, everybody can go back to that space of when they were a kid and a playground does that for the kids, of course, and the adults. And when you put a playground up, those kids, they are just so happy, smiling ear to ear, and you know that, you know, all right, this this is going to last. This is going to be a moment where a, a generations come and flourish.
0: Yeah, what is it like for you when you, you know, cut the, the tape or mm. you see everybody yeah. running around and just laughing and screaming? Yeah. I mean, what does that That's feel like for moment. you to just sit back and watch? Okay, it's
1: a great feeling in your heart. It's a great feeling of, like, in your soul of, like, this is important. We need to do so many more of these. My, um... It was weird when I started doing it, the guy that is my mentor in that, he had done, he's since passed away, but he had done 400 playgrounds in L.A. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, i was just like, I got That is, a, I can get to that. I'll get to that number one day. Yeah. You know, but he had done um, 400 playgrounds. So I feel like for me, just when you do have that moment of the ribbon cutting and and seeing those kids, you're like, there's kids everywhere that need a playground. I'm a big, like, there, there really are. Like, factually, there are. Um, but I'll easily put one up here out in Old Mission. Maybe Old Mission kids don't need a play, another playground, but, yeah, you know, I'll put yeah. it anywhere. You know what I'm saying?
0: I remember when we did that interview, mm-hmm. you said something about your last name, and it made me laugh, and I still think about it to this day. What's that? You said, <laughs> what? Oster, Oster House. Yeah. Oster like toaster, toaster. Yeah. not ooster like rooster. That's right, that's right. And yeah. I still remember that's that because it made me laugh so hard and I want you to know that it has inspired me okay because I have kind of a weird last name too Scafidi yeah people get freaked out when they see that yeah they don't don't even even go go there it gets weird it gets weird so now I always say Scafidi like like graffiti
1: graffiti. oh (laughs) 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 But yeah
0: that's the route I go and I think of you every time I say it and I learn that trick from you because then it's easy yeah and then nobody forgets
1: nobody forgets Mm -hmm, so mm you'll never forget that yeah I mean that's that that works That totally works good good job thank you
0: you. Yeah. Uh, one of the other projects that keeps you pretty busy, Smart House.
1: Mm. Yeah. Eco friendly
0: yeah. bedding. Tell oh, us more yeah. about that. And,
1: uh, first off, that, I never thought I would get into the mattress world, which you still don't. I'm still dumbfounded by how that happened. I'm just, again, as you have to put your resources, and that's just, that's not money, that's, you know, your time, your energy, and, um, i'm a big believer in the things that go into your space should be things that are good for your body Mm -hmm. whether that's food whether that's whatever you know and and mattresses you sleep on spend a third of your life Mm -hmm. on a mattress and there's so many toxins in mattresses and why not create one and of course me being in the home space led for me to just say like all right mattresses are something that i kind of saw a little bit of a void in that people weren't doing and and um there are eco-friendly mattresses. I think ours is one of the best by far. Um, and it's at a great price point and stuff. And so my wife and I, she was like, wait, what do you want to do? And I was like, let's start a mattress. And then we'll do linens and we'll do pillows. And then she's like, what? Why do you want to? And so we've been into it now for about, I think, six years, seven years. Yeah. And it's been great. It's been great. It's um, a mattress that is handmade right here in Michigan. It ships all over all over the world, and um, which is great. And it's a really fun. You know, it takes a second to get the mattress, so it's not something that you can just buy and you're going to get tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But um, it's uh it's a. Uh, you know, we don't use any, any. Um, we, we're not using like any plastics in it. We're not using, um, you know, harmful off gas gassing components that. Unfortunately, a lot of, a lot of everything, you know, a lot of tables have those things. And you would never know. And you would never know. And, um, you know, so it's natural latex, which it's mainly made out of, and natural wool, and 100% cotton. So
0: So that means business owner, Mm -hmm. philanthropist, TV personality, Mm -hmm. one title that we have not tapped into yet. Sexiest Man Alive.
1: Oh, jeez. 2003. (laughs) (laughs) Was that what it was? 2003? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) 20 oh years man ago now. 20 years ago Heck Yeah you, That's hilarious. <laughs> I've never thought of like when that was.
0: 2003. You
1: I don't get shocked a lot. You totally just shocked.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that
1: I feel like I'm I don't know if I'm blushing or I'm like what?
0: It's a little hot in here maybe yeah, the wine. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe maybe. <laughs> so what was your reaction when you first found out?
1: Um that was crazy. I, I remember that so vividly. I it was f- f- flown out to New York, and we did the shoot, and you know, that was not something on my radar at all, right? And, <laughs> and I think they were looking for, I don't know, people on TV, and like that was the craze of home improvement shows, and you know, so it was just like a thing, you know? It was like a moment in time, and it was a fun moment, for sure, because you got out there. and I remember we went to this great concert uh, in Central Park. And, you know, so it was like, I, I do have those fond memories of what that experience was all about. Mm-hmm. You know, in the aftermath, I was like, what the heck just happened that's <laughs> so fun and random? And, yeah. and um, it was cool. It was, it, it was cool. I, you just shocked me, though, that it was 20 years ago.
0: It's crazy, right? Yeah, Time flies. It doesn't stop for anybody. That's
1: so crazy. That is so crazy. If you would have asked me, okay, what are you going to do after this? Um I probably would have pegged something what has happened, you know, like you know, I feel like I've been very fortunate in like in life and, and love and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. so it's been it's been pretty good.
0: Who was the first person that you told when you found out?
1: Oh jeez. Uh I know I gotta really <laughs> turn
0: back the clock <laughs> here. Uh, oh man, <laughs> uh
1: the first person I told, I mean, probably my roommates at the time, you know, because I was living with a couple dudes from Travers. Um and uh So I probably told them, and I probably called my mom right there.
0: Yeah, you got to call mom, right, right? She was like, what? What are you talking about?
1: You know, and then we have this big, we're a Mexican family, and so we have a ton of family in in L.A. too. And so I was living out there at the time, and— course that travels fast you know oh the, yeah those mm-hmm. big families all the, the Hispanic cousins.
0: people love to talk I'm Cuban so I yeah. know that Everybody's very well sh- oh yeah uh huh. Yeah. all of a sudden your great grandma's mm-hmm. yeah. sister's She's calling well, you and you know
1: oh. and then they're like Facebook you like yeah. you know messaging and all that stuff and just like,
0: what? <laughs> what about some of the other sexy men before you and after you mm-hmm. what do you have to say about the kind of the group that you've been put in with
1: well, you know, I just think it was, like, an off year, you know, when oh, we did god. it. So I, now I'm, like, kind of onto them. I'm like, oh, you guys, it's, you know, what's the reasoning for this? I'm like, <laughs> now I'm sort of skeptical of it, right? Oh, my god! Besides, no. like, the George Clooney's and, you know, Leo's and stuff like that, you're kind of like, hmm, a little skeptical.
0: Pretty cool, though. Pretty fun. Just fun to look back at, right?
1: So, uh, so fun to look back at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so fun and so random. And... um you know, every once in a while, my wife will get it out. You know, she'll get the magazine out. She'll, like, you know, it's somewhere, like, you know, like anything, yeah. you know. It's like you, find, you have something, and that was a moment in time. And then you're just, like, now it's in the basement buried under a yeah. bunch of other stuff somewhere. But every once in a while, you'll get it. You'll go in that, that box that has, like, one of those random articles.
0: As we wrap it up, I just mm-hmm. want to end with some rapid-fire questions. Sure. Just first thing that comes to your mind, like, just don't even think about it. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. All right. Go-to dance move.
1: Uh, I used to do the ice a lot, which was like dun 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 dun, dun.
0: <laughs> like Oh, that's smell, good. Smell that's
1: ice, nice. You ice with your head. <laughs> <laughs> you can move your arms, too, if you want. <laughs> you get
0: crazy so, with uh, it.
1: Yeah, you just, it's pretty easy. Best
0: yeah. potato chip?
1: Uh, probably. I'm like a, like, I like Fritos. Yeah, so that probably, I don't know if that's a chip or not, but yeah. Fritos. That counts. Yeah, that counts. Okay.
0: Last Google search?
1: Oh, last Google search? I'm like, I'm into... Really old cars, and so right now I'm restoring this old uh, Jeep Wagoneer from '82. and so uh, it's I've kind of always go back to see like how to do something on a Wagoneer, or you know what Wagoneers are going for. In case I want to turn around, sell it. Yeah, so I'm kind of going down that road.
0: Awesome. Fruits Mm. or veggies?
1: Uh, Veggies randomly. Yeah, I don't. I like both. I don't know. I think like getting up in the morning, fruit is the best. But I'm definitely a veggie person. Do you have a nickname? Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Okay, wait, no.
0: We're going to pause the rapid fire because we have to hear this story. I would not. Where do so, we get Eddie?
1: Eddie, Um. there's a handful of people, my dad included and one of my brothers that call me Eddie. Um, but when I was a little kid, I came out of the shower and my hair was like slicked back like this. And my dad's like, you look like Eddie Monster," And so he started calling me Eddie from Eddie Monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't have the widow speaker or anything. I was like, really? But I was like small and like literally the old black and white. You know, uh, monsters, and so uh, and so. He said I look like Eddie Monster. So he still calls me Eddie. My dad does. One of my brothers, about four of my friends, still call me Eddie.
0: Oh, you so the, we got a couple people behind this.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like a, it's for sure. I mean, they you know, my if my brother walks around. I'm like Eddie, what's up?
0: That's hilarious. Yeah, I know,
1: and people are like, wait, what?
0: Wait, who? That, his name is Carter. Yeah, exactly, <laughs>
1: exactly. But I don't mind because I'm always like, okay,
0: yeah, No, that's, that's sweet. It's yeah, endearing.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, biggest fear. Uh, biggest fear, um, probably just acting like an idiot, you know, like Mm -hmm. on TV or whatever. Like my biggest, I think my biggest fear honestly is it's kind of like when you do something to somebody else and you do something that they didn't like. Mm -hmm. That's my biggest fear. So I kind of, uh, maybe it's the Virgo or whatever it is, but it's, it's kind of like a people pleaser, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's, it's almost to a point where I'm like, ah, I don't want to make you feel bad. You know, that's yeah. like the biggest fear is like trying to, you know, whether, and, I've, I've done, and maybe you've done, I don't know if you've ever done this, people probably haven't. But um, I know like on the TV shows, I've often, not often, but a couple of times when I started, I would say the person's name wrong or just not even the right name. Like I'd be like, hey gym, and be like, my name's Steve, dude. When, yeah, you know, not even close. Yeah, not even close. And so those moments, I remember those so well, of just being an idiot. I know these are kind of two different things, but um, uh, those are kind of like just embarrassing myself, um, and embarrassing myself by, you know, maybe like making somebody else feel better. That's there's I don't nothing like, worse. Yeah, there's nothing worse. Nothing worse.
0: Yeah. What is a trend in home design that you think just has got to go? Um...
1: Jeez, it's like pastor park.
0: Past, like even if, if it was one back in like, I don't know, 2010 and you're like, yeah, that was terrible. We should yeah, not have done
1: that. Um it's probably 80s homes. Okay. You know, like 80s homes are really hard to restore. Like they're really tricky, tricky to restore. Like I feel like I can kind of noodle my way around most stuff. When I get a home that's like from the 80s, you're just like, oh gosh. This was such it's like the late, late-ish 80s, you know, like my mom was wearing, like, you know, the big shoulder pads and stuff like that. It's like that kind of stuff. You're like they they went and continued that into the home space, too, and it was just not appealing at all.
0: That's a good answer, yeah. yeah. so last question. Mm-hmm. I want to wrap it up by having you share a little sunshine. You know, even on... As you say
1: that, the sun is out?
0: Okay, that was crazy. (laughs) I
1: haven't seen that in like three weeks.
0: It has (laughs) been a very long time. Wow, I love that. Okay, we need to like talk about this more, I think. Uh, Uh, But if you could just share a little sunshine, maybe just some parting advice or words Mm. that you live by, your favorite quote or whatever it may be, just share a little sunshine. Mm,
1: That's good. Um, I think, you know... Well, look, I've always, I've always said when things are bad, they're really not that bad. You've got to look at, like, the whole perspective of, like, whatever that issue is. And, you know, there's definitely things that can happen and whatever it may be in your life. But they're all just, like, life little, you know, marks that are, you're going to take with you and it's going to build your character. It's like, you know, when you want to um, ultimately get where you want to, as long as you're, 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 you're able and willing to take those scars on your, little, on your body, you're able to improve on who you are. And you're able to um, you know, build a stronger character and build a stronger person. And I feel like I've, <laughs> you know, I feel like so many times I just watch other people where they just get like, you know, they get a little beat up on the chin and they don't get to their potential that they want to mm-hmm. or that they ultimately wanted to or they wanted to when they were in their 20s. You know what I'm saying? And then you see that in, later in life, you're going to grow up and you're going to grow older and you're going to you're eventually going to slow down. That's just the way things are. But it's still it's still good to um, take from from what you've uh, learned and and, um, you know, almost per, per, like almost to perfect it to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think like the you know meditation for us, that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. It's a huge thing to just kind of put things into perspective of how you can start reaching those. Because, like I said, as you get older, you will start to slow down from that passion. I remember when I was like in my 20s, I wanted to change the world. I just wanted to go do documentaries, and my mm-hmm. whole goal was to... Then you're like, ah, maybe I'm, I'm not that... But that doesn't mean I'm improve, not improving on myself and who I am. And I think that's the biggest thing. You know, we're all trying to chase this thing in life of, like, what is the meaning of life? Well, what's the meaning of life for you? What's yeah. the meaning of life for you? Like, what, is that? what does that really mean to you, and how can you... Fundamentally, independently figure that out, and that's the biggest, you know, sort of, sort of question I think we all have.
0: Mm-hmm. And like you were saying, people get so beat up mm-hmm. over things, and they will let it ruin their day, their mm-hmm. week. And I just think that that is the biggest waste mm-hmm. of time. I think it's so important to acknowledge those things yeah. and have a bad five minutes, right. have a bad hour, right. but don't let. Anything, yeah. anything ruin your whole yeah. entire day. I well, mean, that's yeah, just like such a that. way. Always oh, seriously, always smile on your face. yeah, yeah I just think that that's such a that. way. So I think that that was great advice. Yeah, well, thank you. Oh, thank well, you. Carter, thank you so much for coming on. We're This was a lot of fun. Cheers. 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 Thank you
1: so much for being here.